Good morning. <laughs> I'm here. Hallelujah. That's good news to me. Anyway, I'm enjoying this. So good to be with Hope family today. Um, there are so many great and good news stories, and uh, we do celebrate God's provision in every form, whether it's someone just getting their life together and coming to Jesus. Oh, isn't that, isn't that great last night? People coming to Jesus, and it's happening more around us. I'm so excited about that. And or, or, I mean, some people get a bit funny in our culture about talking about God and money at the same time, but Jesus talks about money more than anything else. And uh, God cares about your finances. He cares about what, what you care about. And uh, it's so good to hear those stories. And there's, there's healing stories. I'm going to maybe touch on one or two because I'm excited about that as well. And uh, I'm just going to mention something now and before I get into what I want to say. But to be butcher, some of you know... Uh, had or has had I think an incurable blood disease and got prayer a couple of times over the uh, healing signs and wonders weekend and then on HSSL and she gave testimony at HSSL this week that she had a blood test and her, the, the, the incurable blood disorder was to do with a blood platelet count had dropped dramatically and she wasn't producing them so her blood wasn't clotting and she had the highest reading in three years in her last blood test. I honestly believe we're seeing cancers healed. We're hearing more stories about that. You know the story from Holland, we talked to you about that. We're hearing other stories from uh, nearby where that's happening. We're seeing incurable diseases healed. We're seeing creative miracles on a level I've not seen them before, and it's on the increase. We're seeing financial provision. We're seeing, starting to see people saved. This is a very exciting time to be alive in our city and our nation. And uh, I, I'm, I just wanted to, to just do honor Nelson Mandela before I get into what I'm going to say to you this morning. Uh, what, a, what an example of a, of a father to a nation that, that, that man was. And uh, some of you know that one of our sons and daughter-in-law live in, uh, in Cape Town. So they've lived in South Africa now for probably eight years and we've been there a few times. So it feel, we feel a connection with South Africa and we've traveled around and, and with having family there you get to know like real South Africans, you're not just doing the tourist stuff and, and you talk to a few of them and they I mean they still, particularly the whites, still have quite a high level of anxiety because they live in a, what, what many of us don't understand, it's a population of about 50 million but only 7 million of them are whites. If Nelson Mandela had not forgiven the white minority, it would have been a bloodbath. Yeah. There, is, there is no other option because the whites were outnumbered you know, many times over. They just happened to own all the property, run all the businesses and have all the jobs. So the imbalances in the society are, are, are huge and were, they're, they're less than they were but they're still significant. But he managed to, by the grace of God I believe, walk a nation away from a bloodbath and into peace when the injustices were still there. So, you know, that gov- the government that stood down and that he took over from, you know, had shot in cold blood hundreds and hundreds of black and colored people in that nation, as well as locked them away and forgot where the key was, as well as segregated them, as well as deprived them of work, etc. And And yet, this man was able to bring... I, I really thank God for him 
because there would have been a huge amount of death that could, may never have got resolved. But now, what you, again, if you're not aware of Africa, South Africa obviously is at the bottom, but it is a very significant and probably one of the most stable and just societies in all of Africa. Uh, which is why they have, they have an immigration and uh, problem like we, worse than us. They have illegal immigrants everywhere because people flood across the border from that more unstable nations around them. So I'd just like to take a minute just to thank God for that man's life and what he stood for. But I would like to pray that everybody calls him a father. I'd like to pray there would be sons of the same spirit yeah. in that nation because that nation is critical to that continent success and God is doing amazing things churches are growing miracles are happening churches are large uh, but it's still rare to have a, a combined a, a, a black white congregation they tend to be separate the cultures don't blend easily can we just take a minute to thank God for what he did and pray that his legacy would be built built upon really well that stability would increase and and, and continue in that nation just take a moment and then I'll just kind of lead us in prayer and we'll, we'll move on. Father, we, we thank you for that modern-day Joseph who went from yeah. prison to, well, the parliament in this case, and yeah. brought stability, walked with great courage, honor, dignity, and never let go of his principles that no man or woman should be oppressed by people of another race. <coughs> and uh, we thank you for that, and thank you for the forgiveness he released yeah. that people still talk about <coughs> and still marvel at. And Father, we pray for that nation, such yeah. a significant nation in the world, such a significant nation to South Africa. And we believe that you transform people, you transform nations, you transform cities. Yeah. Uh, and we pray that you would continue to transform that great nation and bring stability to that continent because of the God-honoring men and women in South Africa who keep paying the price for peace, for justice and equality. And raise up more sons of the yeah. same spirit yeah. of, of Madiba. Thank you for yeah. him, Father. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So good. It's a privilege to be around when people like that are on the planet. It really is. And uh, we thank God for their example to all of us. And this morning, I, I, I don't have a particular... You'll get a few Bible verses along the way, but... I, I don't have a kind of a preach, really. It's kind of an end-of-term report. Um, you're going to like it, though. Come on, this is, this is not like the ones, some, you know, sometimes I used to get at school, you know. Could do better, could do better. Wish you'd concentrate, you know. Those, it's not like that, all right, just, just so, so you could chill. Um, I, just, I just wanted to tell you what an amazing church you were. Um, if, there is an, if there is a title, it's Hope Church is Awesome or something like that. Um, and, and what a 
What a what an easy job and what a great job and what a privilege it is to lead people like you who have been willing to be in Laboratory Hope Church. <laughs> Honestly, that is that is what we are. We we had, there's lots of answers we do not have, and and things that we try. A lot of them work, but some of them don't. And 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 some of you feel the fruit of both us not having the answers and things not working. Uh, and you're still here. I mean, just that is incredible uh, from, from my point of view and from our point of view as a leadership. So uh, we love you and I just want to give you some, uh, some encouragement on the things that you're doing incredibly well. Uh, so my, my first, first point, uh, beloved people, is that you live with mystery and tension very well. Uh, I think we're actually becoming more biblical in this. And, less, and therefore less cultural. So it's at least the way I was raised, and probably a lot of us affected like this, we're kind of taught that, that our minds are king, that everything, we have to understand it. We have to be able to process it. We have to have things in place. A lot of us, it, it, it's in the air. It's not something, it, it, you don't realize it till it's challenged and you don't have an answer and it doesn't make sense. And yet, and yet spirituality, biblical spirituality has never been like that. And, and, and yet the church has often been like that. It's often been very tied down and very, very ordered and very able to, to sort of give you easy answers. Do, do you see what I mean? And yet the journey we've been on, uh, I don't know about you, but there's still a lot of things I'm confused about. I don't know how you're doing. Um, but I actually think that's healthier and more biblical. I just want to just, and, and, and I, I'm so impressed with you guys that you've walked the walk with us on this, this, this journey into the realms of trying to just figure things out and realizing that there is, I think uh, you already mentioned it, Andy, that there is a journey. It's okay. It's okay we don't have it all nailed down. It's absolutely great that we don't have it all nailed down. I think the Bible is a book that isn't nailed down. And, and, and I'm going to do a bit of a rabbit trail because I wanted to encourage you through this. But we're in it. I, I, my personal conviction has grown on this that we and others around the, the planet are in the middle of the biggest transition the church has seen for, for probably hundreds of years. Um, it's not for us to say we are a reformation. The reformers didn't say they were the reformation. Um, people had rather ruder names for them at the time. And, uh, and, and the same with the early Pentecostals. You know, they didn't know that you know, the, the Pentecostal movement started in the early 1900s. So it was just, uh, just coming up to 110 years old. And when it began, they... The, the other Christians, senior Christians, said that you're just the vomit, last vomit of hell. They're now the Pentecostal charismatic movement is now the biggest Christian movement on the planet. So in just 110 years, it's larger than the sort of historic evangelical tradition. Um, that's quite incredible for the last vomit of hell. Um, but that is honestly what happened. Um, and, and so we're, we're in a huge, we're in a huge transition, and it's not surprising that sometimes we feel 
confused and we don't, haven't got it all nailed together. And if we did have it nailed together, then we forgot where we put it. You know that kind of, <laughs> for the moment that it was all sorted out. Some of you, some of you are old enough, uh, forgive, forgive me the younger guys in the room just for a minute, but this is a helpful church history. The charismatic movement in the UK happened in the 60s and through the 70s, maybe a little into the 80s. Basically, the church in the UK before that uh, was, was a, a, a thing built around the sermon and a hymn prayer sandwich is what we used to call it. So you'd sing a hymn, you'd sit down, you'd stand up, sing another hymn, there'd be prayers from the front, you'd have a sermon, you'd go home, a, a deacon would shake hands at the door and, and thank you for having great fellowship and you never spoke to him all the time. That, that was, I was in that. And then the charismatic happened, the Holy Spirit's poured out, people start speaking in tongues and they want to prophesy. And just to get that included in church life was a massive upheaval. That you could prophesy and you could speak in tongues and have worship that wasn't just stand up, sit down. To do what we did this morning was an absolute cultural, mind-bending, church-splitting upheaval across the whole nation for years and years and years. That's true. That's historically true i think this move into becoming and restoring the true supernatural nature signs of wonders as as easy as we eat and breathe to the church is as big a leap if not a bigger one as as that one was to get tongues and prophecy so you're doing incredibly well guys this is this is not simple to 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 go through this um I think, (laughs) just thank you for hanging in when your head hurts. You're brilliant at doing that. I know for me, I I remember the first time I truly encountered supernatural Christianity. I believed in it for a long time, but the first time I really encountered it was in some, a John Wimber meeting in the 80s, and again... I am older than a lot of you, so just live with me for a minute. But I can remember these meetings. We would walk in, and people were flopping on the floor like fish. People were walking in the front door, and their deaf ears were popping open. I can remember standing in a meeting, and and they were like, it it wasn't a cinema, but they're like those cinema seats. And 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 this guy, John, would say, "Come, Holy Spirit," and people would just sort of backflip over the chair. And I'm like, this isn't church as I know it. I spent a whole week every night going back to the hotel and I had a splitting headache. I can remember standing, at, I've told this story before, standing at the back of the room uh, as these sort of things were going on saying, and I was glad I was standing at the back because the room was packed and I could see the exit door. And, it, and I was like, I want to get out of here. People have, one guy, obviously demonized, tries to strangle the preacher. I mean, honestly, you get the preachers walking along saying, I see the Holy Spirit on you, see the Holy Spirit on you. And then the guy, say he was Andy, it's not Andy, he's not demonized, right? But he gets up out of his chair and starts to follow him down the aisle going like this. And we're all, we're, you know, and the whole room is, can't say anything. You want to say he's behind you. <laughs> you know you should say he's behind you, but actually you want to see what happens next. So he's going up behind the preacher like this. And the preacher turns around and just kind of rebukes him. And the guy literally falls on his back on the floor, his arms still in the air. Um, I'm at the back of the room and all this is happening. There's at least 10 people at the front lying on the floor. And they're literally flopping like fish that just got landed. You know when you land a fish and it's still alive on dry land? and it, There's 10 believers. All <laughs> and I'm at the back and I'm going, I've had enough, God. I want to get out. 
And really clearly he said to me, I don't want you to leave. Because when this happens in your church, I don't want you to stop it. (laughs) I'm like, God, I'm going home every night with a splitting headache and all this stuff happening around me. Sure enough, we went home to our little church plant, as it was at the time, said, come Holy Spirit. And it started to happen. And one of our friends, Tony, the whole evening, he spent sitting in his chair. It was just in someone's lounge. And and he was sat in his chair like this. The wall was behind him, so his head was pressed against the wall. And he just sat there with a concerned look on his face for at least 40 minutes, if not longer. And I, and, I, and I shared what had happened this week. And I said, come Holy Spirit. And yeah, people flopped and they went like fish. And they did a rubber, but all this thing happened. I'm like, what happened to me? Um, and he was just there like this. So I went over, Tony, you're right. He said, I thought everything you said was complete rubbish. But I haven't been able to move for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> So thank you, Hope Church, for hanging, just, just for still showing up. Because <laughs> we've had that, and there will be more of that. And, and, you know, it just kind of messes with you, doesn't it? And, and you're still here, just brilliant at dealing with the mystery and the tension that's created by heaven invading the earth in ways that we don't understand. And, and, and conceptually or intellectually, it's challenging. Um, when we're more aware of the spirit and the unseen realm, and God is spirit, remember, he, he's more real than we are, but you can't see him. And it's that switch of paradigms that the spirit realm is the ultimate reality, and this is a temporal, temporary one. That's really hard for, for us, yeah. and we're doing incredibly well at coping with that. And, and, and actually, the, I just want to help you with the, with the Bible a little bit. You know, the Bible's like that. You know, the Bible is confusing. The Bible is confusing. The Bible is full of confusing things. All over it, it's full of contradictions and paradoxes. And yes, I am a preacher and a church leader, and I just said that. The Bible is full of... But that doesn't make it any less true. It probably makes it more true in terms of a reflection of the reality that is, that is God. Because what, if we could rationalize it all, then we could explain him totally with our own minds and he wouldn't be God anymore. But the Bible is a genuine and authentic download from heaven. And what you get is things that look weird to us. Welcome to the supernatural. So let me give you an example. Uh, Paul says to the Galatian church that they are, they are basically they are allowing themselves to be circumcised. And he says to them, basically, you are, you, are, you are being cut off from Christ if you allow that to happen. Then he takes the new convert, Timothy, and before he takes him with him on his travels, he circumcises him. It's in the book. Uh, Paul writes to Timothy and says, uh, uh, it, it's not God's will that any man should perish. And yet, later on in Acts, it says, all those that were destined for salvation that were in the place were saved. It's like, well, everybody gets saved. And the only ch- People have been arguing about that for centuries. Jesus said that you shouldn't speak evil of your parents. He rebuked the scribes and Pharisees for holding finance from their parents by pledging it to God first. Yeah? And then he said in Luke 14, you can't be one of my disciples unless you hate your mother and father.
just, just a few examples. I'm sure you've got some of your own, and it's not my purpose to fill the morning with, with, with all this. I'm just, I'm just, you sit in the middle of a tension. The Christian life is, from this end, from the rational human mind end, has got tension in it by design. And, and folks, you're doing, incre- I just, that's why I'm celebrating you. you. This is incredibly great that you are hanging in there. Because what the Christian church has done is, by and large, has gone, oh, uh, well, we think this is the more correct idea, and they form up around one side of the tension, and then throw rocks at the people that believe the other thing. And it's, and it's called what we've got. You can't read the Bible with your brain only. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. And he put the Bible in a way that no, means we need, a, we need a supernatural teacher to understand what was inspired supernaturally. And, uh, and, and I just want to commend you for doing that very well, even if you needed a few paracetamol along the way. And the other thing I think we've been amazing at is, and it's in this whole dealing with mystery, is you know, week after week we bring people up here who, who declare their breakthrough and their healing or their financial provision. And we have been so good at celebrating other people's breakthrough. And I know some of you sitting there going, man, I could do with a fiver right now or I could do with my incurable disease healed. Or, you know, we're sitting there with our with our need, with our breakthrough yet to happen. Uh, And we're celebrating with all our hearts other people's. Well done, church. That takes takes guts and courage. Well done, Hope. And and I believe inside that it's happening, that we're creating. I've seen it happen. There's been weeks when we've been together where it's okay to have those that are rejoicing and celebrating at their breakthrough and in the same room at the same time, people weeping and struggling with things they can't understand and pain in their body. And there isn't condemnation and there isn't an atmosphere of judgment on one side or the other. You know, we don't need to calm down the celebrators to make the mourners feel better and we don't need to condemn the mourners so that the celebrators feel good. We've got an environment where... We can weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Well done, guys. Well done. And, and still under the kind of coping with this, the thing you become excellent at is coping with Holy Spirit phenomena. <laughs> Whether you have one or not. <laughs> and I think that... <laughs> You know, the Holy Spirit has been looking and is looking for communities like us and others where he can just dwell and land and be utterly him. And, and, you, and we've seen it now. We've seen people do what to some of us looks just weird. And, and then there's that whole emotional thing, isn't it? Well... If that's what God's doing now and it's not happening to me, maybe not God's not doing anything with me, and, but I don't want to look weird. And, and we just end in this whole logjam of... You've done brilliantly at handling that. 
because actually we just want God to come, do whatever he wants to do, and how it looks like for every person just is incredibly different. We've got people in this room who have been transformed amazingly and have just stood like a rock every time they've been prayed for. Not twitched, not fallen. They've walked through, I've watched them, they've walked through every prayer tunnel, but their lives have changed, but they didn't look. We've got other people who have been incredibly transformed, but they've fallen every time. They laugh, they twitch, and let's celebrate that too. We're doing really well at coping with the phenomena and keeping our attitude good and not think, you know, because you're not rejected if it doesn't happen to you. And you're not special if it does happen to you. Well, you are because we're all special. You know what I'm saying? And and we're getting better at celebrating that. And and I just really, really want to commend you for for coping with that really well. Whether you're the twitcher or you're the the rock. Well done, all of you. (laughs) And not really giving in to the insecurity that can come with all of that external uh, manifestation. We want the... We want everything he does. We're not going to shut that down. I know that not all of it is real. But I'd write the IE. I can tell that some people I've prayed for at the front have gone, and I'm like, that was a demon. It looks just like Holy Spirit, but just very occasionally, some type of pill that happens, it's not Holy Spirit. And then there's other people that are like, and like they're just putting it on. But you know what? Just let it all hang out. Because the proof of the pudding is in the eating. The fruit is what we're after, all right? And if you shut the thing down, then you, get, you kick out the genuine. We can work, the, the parable is that, that you let the wheat and the, and the chaff grow together, all right? You don't keep pulling everything down. What you end up doing is cutting the whole harvest. Uh, and we want the whole, the whole harvest, and we're doing great at that. And, and we have great people who are like, they're kind of like authentic, what's the word I'm looking for? They spot it. They've got an authentic meter. They've just got a gift of discernment. And by that, in a good way as well, like discern the wholesome and discern the good. And every now and again go, eh, not sure about them. And, and we have, and you don't know about this, but we have little conversations with those kind of people and say, how can we help you? And we've seen that you're doing this and we're not sure how healthy that is and Etc. Etc. So that, that that sort of thing goes on, just so that our environment stays safe yeah. for everything to happen. Yeah. So, well done, Judge. <laughs> I believe that we're doing well at respecting and celebrating everybody's way of meeting with God. Do you know what I mean? So, sometimes it'd be sometimes it'd be good to really clap the rocks. <laughs> celebrate the solid breakthrough people you know the ones that like heaven is all over them and they just stand and it isn't in defiance it isn't in stubbornness that's just they're receiving more than you know hallelujah celebrate <laughs> I wasn't thinking of him at that particular point. But I celebrate our cheerleader, Simon. <laughs> Yay!
I, I believe we're getting better. Uh, this is happening. It feels like a place where everybody gets celebrated. It feels like that. <laughs> so thank you. That, that's just one section. I've got eight things that you're doing well at. <laughs> just because it's not a sermon, didn't say it was going to be short. It's just... <laughs> That was the longest point, though, just so you, ha- you know, just keep you happy. <laughs> so you're doing great at living with mystery and tension. Uh, I don't think it's going to go away. Because what I'm saying is, actually, it's, it's biblical. It's, it's the nature of heaven invading earth. It's the nature of natural beings being full of supernatural power. <clears throat> so well done. You're still here, you hung on, you had the headaches, you took the pills, you came back. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for fantastic generosity in, in the realm of giving. Uh, just to say, our special offering uh, was, we think, around £12,000. We're really incredibly grateful to you for, for giving that finance. Uh, Something I noticed, I think Mark Spicer noticed as well, we had a trustees meeting, I noticed these things, I'm a numbers man, but we had our, at the same time as having a special offering, we had our, there's a line on our finance report which is standing orders, we had our biggest standing orders month last month we have ever had, like by a lot, it broke through the 8,000 a month standing orders, so thank you church, that's incredible, we've never been there, we're uncharted territory, and and it means that we can do the things we're doing. I'm just going to end by just relaying what's going on through Hope Church, through us. It means that Teresa has been released and we kind of be, we've been able to follow that prophetic word to us that Teresa's released, that Andy's released, that Jan and I get paid. I mean, thank you. <laughs> the, that we can pay the bills on our office. We can you know, pay the bills on this place and do a lot of other stuff as well that, that is going on that would not happen if you guys weren't faithful, generous, like you are. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, see, that was short. That was number two. Um, <clears throat> number three, I just, again, a short one, but a, a really heartfelt one is just the desirability heart of servanthood. I don't mean servants, but sons. We have a, a house full of sons who serve. Often very sacrificially, and again, we couldn't be, we couldn't do, we couldn't welcome, we couldn't set up, we couldn't worship, we couldn't look after our kids and bless them. We couldn't, I couldn't be standing here. We couldn't do conferences, couldn't do supernatural school. We couldn't go to the nations if you guys weren't amazing at serving. Thanks. Give yourselves a clap. Thanks so much for doing really great, really great. Uh, Epic. Yeah, yeah. If I say sons, it's I mean both. <laughs> it's the number four. Time and time again, people who come through here tell me what hunger for God they find in this place, and it's true. You're hungry for God. You may be confused, but you're hungry. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> And it's just fantastic. I mean, you can feel the pull. Yeah. I mean, just in the worship again this morning, this is, a pull. this is something you can't totally rationalize. It's coming from deep inside of you. Yeah. It is a deep thirst for God. And it's in our, in our atmosphere. I know we use that word a lot, but it's something you can, 
when we get together and people then walk in a room full of us, they can touch it. You know, people, t- people talk about these things all the time in the world, you know, that you can cut the atmosphere with a knife. We can cut our atmosphere with a knife, but it's not a kind of snarly, nasty one. Yeah. It's, a hung- it's, it's got hunger. Yeah. And, and I believe it's growing, and I believe it's amazing, the hunger that's in this house. Um, the pull, the desire for more of him, the desire to see more of heaven on the earth, the hunger to know more of his actual presence in our lives is just phenomenal. And it gets expressed in worship. It gets expressed in things like 24-7 prayer. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if Alan's around here. I did the math. We've done 672 hours this year of continuous prayer day and night. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's four weeks of 24-7. That's phenomenal. Guys, you did that. That's hunger. That's desire. You know, getting out of your bed at two in the morning to go and pray in a cold office. You know, that's... Thank you. Well done. Amazing. You are hungry for God. It's just amazing. And it's sustained. This has been going on for a few years now. It's incredible. Why don't you look at someone and tell them how they look really hungry for God? Because you all do. I just, I just want to, I just want to pray. Let, let's just, if you want to put your hands out, put your hand in your heart. Father, I thank you for the hunger that's in this room. I thank you for the hunger that's in the people in this church. And will you fan that flame? Let's get ravenous for you, God. I know we're going to get soon filled with turkey and stuff, but actually, <laughs> let's be hungrier for you than we are for turkey and cranberry sauce. Let's just get ravenous for the reality of your presence. Uh, for heaven invading earth. Amen. Amen. All right, number five, another short one. See, it's getting better. They're all short. You, you, this has already been mentioned this morning, but you are an amazing, welcoming church. Now, that's a good report if you did it for a few weeks. You know, like we had a lot of visitors for a few weeks and everybody felt welcomed and it's like, yay, well done, church. But we... This year particularly, we have lots of guests and visitors and new people every week. Every week. And every week I hear back from them how welcome you made them feel. That takes a lot of emotional energy and a lot of commitment to being friendly to people you've not met over and over and over again. It would be very easy to just head for the cake, (laughs) defend your favorite brand and ignore the visitors. And you don't do it. Thank you so much for making them welcome. <laughs> I felt like that doing that sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> by the time you finish praying for people here and you get there, it's like, the fruit loaf has gone again. I just love the, the excellence that has grown amongst us. We do things really well. And we're, we're driving out the door the idea that, well, it, we'll just do it half-hearted because it's good enough for church. That, that's, 
got cast out of Hope Church. Um, it, it's, it's been a, a, a sad way, but it, I'm glad that it's not present here, that we love to do things well, we love to set up well, we love to feed people well, we love to organize. I mean, people are amazed at how organized we are. I'm amazed at how organized we are. <laughs> Uh, we have we have amazing administration. Um, it's just beautiful to see. Just kind of celebrating everybody here. This is a good morning, isn't it? Happy Christmas. Um, I didn't know where to put this, but I put it here. So we'll, number seven is pursuing the prophetic. Many of you remember back in February, it was, a, it was a massive prophetic word over both Teresa and I, but to us as a company of people that we're still figuring out in as much as we've pursued it together uh, and some of the elements we've, we've done. Uh, and what I wanna, just want to highlight, A, well done for running with us. So when Julian said, will you release them? You said, yes, well, we're feeling more and more released. And it means that we took the, the month off that was prophesied, Teresa and I. Teresa is released to be her, thanks to your giving in response to the prophetic word. <clears throat> On the month off, I had some unique and amazing encounters with God. And the prophetic word was that that would happen. And the fruit of that was, is that I would start to see cancers healed, uh, uh, creative miracles, and the incurable diseases healed. And that's now started to happen. So this is all in the prophetic word, and all these bits have started to happen. That gives you great encouragement that the rest of it is going to happen. So there was prophetic words about us growing exponentially. There's prophetic words about many, just many getting saved. And you can just hear, just little, it's, a, it's a sprinkling right now, but it's happening. The momentum's growing for salvation, and more and more, and a, and a building. And all into next year, we're just looking at, we, we need a building, we need... We, we need all this stuff, but it's in the prophetic word. And some of it's already happening, which gives you encouragement that all the other amazing things that were promised are going to come to pass. And this is indeed an apostolic environment. He did say that what we shouldn't measure what we were doing just by who was in this room. I think Jan's mentioned it already. And I'm going to come on to that before we close. Just the, the incredible impact and the widespread nature of Hope family already uh, just on from February. So thanks for pursuing that with us. Thanks for hanging in for that. Thanks for being up for that. Thanks for listening to that. Thanks for taking God's prophetic word through his prophets serious and then seeing it take place. Um, and, and my final thanks is thanks for honoring us as a leadership team, as senior leadership, uh, for cheering us on, for not being moaners and complainers, grumblers. Thanks so much for that. That is such a joy. And thanks for celebrating us, following us. Uh, we are imperfect, but we're doing our best to bring heaven to earth and create an environment where revival can happen and our city can be transformed and our nation can be touched. We're shooting for something huge here. Uh, but along the way, it can be quite confusing or, or you know, incomplete, the things that we're, we're doing. I feel it, it's like, you know, those 5,000 piece jigsaw puzzles do you know what I mean and, and we've got some of it down and you're like oh yeah that looks good and then other bits are just big holes all the bit all the pieces are there somewhere but the, the, there are gaps there are tensions there are holes and uh, and thanks so much for continuing to celebrate us as leaders 
and honor us and follow us. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so, just want to, oh dear. We, we, we are now beginning to, let's see if I can do this really quickly. I mean, Jan McFarland two weeks ago was in France with a little group there. There just wasn't time for her to share testimony of the healings that she brought and the breakthrough to those people there. A few weeks before that, uh, some of us were, in, we took the team to Maastricht and the, the video you've seen. A couple of weeks ago, Teresa and I were in Dublin uh, uh, with a church there, really, really helping them. Um, not so long before that, we were up in Inverness and seeing people healed up there. But we're doing more than seeing people healed. People are drawing on what we're learning about culture. They're drawing on us. And, and, uh, and I just wanted to, <coughs> and this is happening everywhere. We're, tonight, Nick and I are going down. Barbara Jenkinson, lots of you know, she's asked us to help her plant the church in Troon that she's planting. So we're there fairly regularly. So we're helping the guys in different, different ways. We're helping these different locations in France and in Holland and in uh, Ireland and in Scotland. This is happening out of this church. And I, I just want to read you, uh, just for testimony, one of the places we visited, uh, one of the leaders um, sent, sent us this message of thanks. Uh, and this, this is just somewhere this year. I've tried to strip out it's not relevant where it's from or who it's from, but this is what's happening when we go places. It was so good to have you amongst us for the weekend on so many different levels. We met as a leadership team last night. We spent the first half of the meeting reflecting, and it was so exciting to see how similar our thoughts and feelings are on the weekend. Some of my feelings surprised me. One strong one was sheer relief. At last I've met a couple who don't think my wife and I are weird or odd or slightly heretical. <laughs> Relief also <laughs> that what we have felt so strongly about, this, is, this really quite affects me to be honest, felt so strongly about and held out for amidst huge opposition for nearly 20 years of ministry is not wrong or <laughs> but is precious and worth fighting for. Oh. He said, I remember reading Dallas Willard, who that guy is who's not important, in the mid-90s on the Sermon on the Mount. And it was like a lightning, lighting a blue touch paper to my soul. He brought revelation to me on the nature of the kingdom life, not external but internal, which so resonated with my own relationship with Jesus. I remember crying as I read it, out of the feeling of being understood by someone even though I'd never met him. He used words to express this internal kingdom of life and freedom and what it looks like when it is lived out. That so resonated with me and things that I'd learned in my year out and listening to John Wimber and watching Todd Bentley. I remember faithfully replicating what I had been taught and being so surprised in the early years at the hostility and raw anger that it evoked in well-established leaders in our churches. I feel like I've been doing brave communication for 20 years and more often than not getting shouted at rather than understood. So my tears on Saturday were flowing in part out of relief as well as some pain in being with you and feeling understood and loved and they are the same thing. 
So thank you for being you guys. Well done. Please don't stop. That can only happen because of you. So we may be the ones that have gone, but we're going on the strength that's here. We've got something to export. What I've just thanked you for is the kind of stuff we talk about when we're not here. And we can't do it. We couldn't do it without you guys. This is your... your fruit as well as ours. This is, this is the family business expanding. I mean, it's not a business in the sense that we don't own, we don't do ownership, right? We help people. We don't own churches. Um, but this is the family business. This is coming out of here. So we have people regularly traveling into us from, uh, on a Sunday from Dunfermline now, from Edinburgh. Um, we have a, a connection now into Dumfries where we're going to send a team because some of their young people came and got wrecked at a conference and they say, what have you done to our young people? And people are getting healed. And how do you do this? So Jan's going to take a team down there in the new year. Um, and we are trying to... <laughs> we're just trying to figure out what to do with all this. We're helping give resources and strength to the guys in Wallace Well. So uh, the, the Daniel and Becky Frank, who you've, you've heard Easter, they spoke here. Uh, they're doing an incredible thing there. We're, we're just pouring in where there's an open door, and, and, and that's growing. We're running a global legacy thing, which means we've got people from church leaders, ministry leaders just coming in, and we're hosting them, and they're getting encouraged and wrecked when God shows up. And we, these are people from around mostly the central belt, but folks, we're, we're beginning to change the face of what Christian looks like in Scotland. You are changing what Christian looks like in Scotland. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, we've got the school, 72 people. You know, one guy travels three hours. The whole bunch of people on second year still traveling nearly two hours every fortnight. There's, there's such hunger there. And, 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 there's, there's goodies here. People will travel for goodies. You have goodies. Uh, you have yummy goodies from heaven. Thanks. I'm done. Just thanks. It's amazing. You're amazing. Well done. <laughs>